This is episode one of the Janet Lewis podcast. My name is Janet Lewis. For those of you who don't know me, I'm an entrepreneur and business owner. I own orangefish.ca, which is an e-commerce business that features products that will help you look or feel good, whether you're working out or just hanging out. Last year, I spoke to a group of entrepreneurs about the importance of identifying their superpower. So what is a superpower? It is a task or activity you do that you may or may not be good at, but it actually gives you energy. You want to be able to identify your superpower so you can tap into them every day. And on the flip side, also make sure you're not stuck doing tasks or activities that totally drain you. I believe that people who have been able to identify their superpower tend to be happier in life. And so I've decided to do a little experiment. I want to talk to people who have truly found their passion and explore their journey. In the podcast, I'll be interviewing people who are super passionate about what they do. These are the people who have found their purpose. So why am I doing this? I want to see if there are any consistencies in discovering one's path. How did these people discover what they should be doing? And how have they been able to turn it into a business or a career that makes sense for them? We are going to be talking about their journey, how and why they made the choices they did, what drives them, how to take the leap, making changes, and maybe even how to be happy. Uh, today, I'm really excited because we're talking with Funk Roberts, a fitness entrepreneur who's killing it online. And when I thought about doing the show, you're actually the first person that came to mind. I was like, oh, I want to ask Funk. Hopefully he'll say yes. <laughs> yeah. And you know, part of why I wanted to ask you is because you're always super passionate and very charismatic, but also very, very positive. Yeah. So Funk, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm uh, really excited to be on this, uh, on the podcast. You know, I hope I can inspire, motivate, or help anyone, anyone who wants to take the leap or have taken the leap and are still a little, you know, shy or, you know, they want to, don't want to move forward. So I'm excited to be on here. Oh, perfect. Yeah. That's great. Well, I'm super excited to see you. And, you know, we met so long ago, like 15 years ago, yes, playing pro beach volleyball. Yeah. Probably more than that, man. Like, I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, it's like almost 20 years. Yeah. Like, I was like in my late 20s. And I'm 47. So it could be like 20 years. I can't believe you're 47. <laughs> first of all. Okay, first of all, I can't believe you're 47. <laughs> Secondly, yeah. like back then in the day when yeah. you were playing beach, you were in great shape. Yeah. Like on the beach, you take your shirt off. People be like, Funk has his shirt off. Yeah, yeah. But... Today, yeah. it's like you're even in better shape. Totally. How is that possible? That's 100%. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, I mean, um, it is. Like, back in back then, I was, you know, always in shape, but I always had that a little bit of a beer belly. I used to party oh. a lot. You remember I used to party a lot. Right? Yes, yeah. We all so, did. We all yeah, did. so, you know, like, the beginning of the season was always great, but as the season went on, you know, I, I remember they used to call me Buddha belly. Like, they honestly did. And that actually got to me in my head. But I always wanted to be in great shape. I always wanted to, you know, just be the jacked guy on the beach. You were. Yeah, but I just, and, and, and yes, I mean, comparative to a lot of other people, I was for sure. But in my head specifically, it just, I just wasn't there. So after I retired, um, I was back in the gym doing like the, the old traditional body, you know, traditional buys and tries back and shoulders. I go like six hours a day, sorry, six days a week, you know, an hour, an hour and a half in the gym. So I put the time in. But I started to get because I wasn't playing volleyball. I was I had that I had a nine to five job. You know I wasn't eating the best, um, but I was still going to the gym. So I was like, okay, it's okay. I'm still going to the gym, so that will negate my eating and my you know not as act active as I used to be. Right. And um, 
I started to get bigger and bigger and bigger too. Like, so I was, being, I was big, but I was puffy, like 215 pounds. Wow. And then I kept, so I was working on him. One day, my friend, the friend, we both know him, Chuck. Chuck yeah, Ross, yeah, yeah. Actually, yep. uh, said to me, uh, man, doesn't it piss you off that you come in the gym every day, you work out here an hour and a half and you still look the same and you don't, and you don't, you still don't have abs. You're like, thanks Chuck. And I was like, <laughs> and that was a wake up call for me. That was like, this guy's totally right. So, you know, I decided to really start researching the different style of workouts I wanted to get me to where I wanted to be, which was I wanted to be lean. I always wanted to have abs, be ripped, you know, just want that lean ripped body. I didn't want to be 215 pounds. So I right. did the research. I started, uh, you know, the high intensity training was a really big thing like six, seven years ago, eight years ago. Yep. Um, it started to become a little bit popular, but I started to jump on that right away. Started using kettlebells. So I totally changed my training and I changed my nutrition and my body completely changed to like then I, I was 185 pounds and I always, I will say ripped, but you know, like always lean and ripped. Yeah. And, um, that was the look I want. Like I wanted the look where if men's health called me and said, Hey, uh, we want you on the cover this month, I would be able to do it in like three days. Right. And that's just the mindset that I had. And, um, so changed my nutrition, changed my, the way I trained. And from that point on, I haven't stopped. And that was one of the, one of the little, um, sort of, uh, something that drove me to want to help others because I saw how it changed my body. I saw all the other guys in the gym at that time struggling, doing the same things that I was doing, but wanted different results. So that was kind of like, uh, you know, the, the seed that was planted to say, look, I need to, I want to start helping more people around the world by doing something that I did that I knew helped and worked. So what do you think? Um, two questions. One is, in your workout style, yeah. what is the one thing you changed that gave you the biggest impact? Yeah. And in your nutrition, yeah. is there one thing you can say that gave you the biggest 100%. impact? 100%. So in my in my workouts, it was changing to more high-intensity circuits. So yeah. I would do one exercise after the other for intervals. So like 45 seconds of you know push-ups followed by 15-second rest. Then you know 45 seconds of... you know kettlebell swings 15 second rest and that totally changed it was more metabolic yeah so allowed me to burn fat and build muscle at the same time and burn calories after i was done in my nutrition i just totally got rid of all the uh eliminated the foods like i eliminated junk food i eliminated processed foods i eliminated um uh you know frozen foods and i just ate whole foods i ate real foods i ate more vegetables and I, and I made it something that was sustainable. Sure. So I made it a lifestyle. I, mean, I didn't want to just go on diets. I was just like, okay, you know what? I'm going to make this a lifestyle. I'm not dieting. This is just how I eat. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, it took some time, but th- those are the two major, major things. So just change up the workouts and then that diet. Yeah. Well, you can see the results, right? We should, we should be doing this <laughs> with your shirt off. Um, <laughs> so if I was to go to your house, yeah. what's your biggest cheat food? Oh, M&M's. 100%. Oh really? One mil- the world probably knows by now it's M and M's. Oh amazing! Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's okay. my that's my that's my thing. So I do intermittent fasting right now. I've been doing it for like a year and a half. And um, fr- Friday, Saturday, Sundays are the days that I can cheat. Um, so like Friday night is my M M&M, and like two big bags of M M&M and M peanuts. Like, are you serious? Done. Oh totally, <laughs> totally. That's like that's what I eat. And then are you thinking you do that Friday night? That's and then correct. Saturday you're like I better get a good workout in. Yeah, well, for, yeah, Saturday because I can still cheat Saturday, but like I just keep Friday night as my like, you know, I'm gonna go crazy <laughs> with candy night. It's your M M&M and M night. Yeah, that's my, it is. It's my M M&M and M night. It, it really is. And uh, you know, I, and I do it guilt free. I don't feel bad. I don't yeah. feel like oh, my, you know what I mean, just because of the way the diet set up. But yeah, that's my big thing, M and M's for sure. And so then you know. 
you obviously when you finished playing pro beach volleyball well even when you were playing pro beach volleyball you mm. probably had a job we all had oh, some yeah, jobs we did, right yeah, so what were sure. you doing then um geez what was i doing i was working there's a few things few because i played for a long time so i was working at the aphasia center with people of aphasia which is a head uh, uh a language disorder after you have a, a stroke or a head injury right yeah so uh, i worked specifically there running some of the programs there teaching um, people with aphasia and their families and nurses and health professionals how to communicate together. Oh wow! Okay. So uh, that was really good. I um, did not know that about yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I worked on like I worked on a woman's a PhD. Helped her with a PhD. We did studies. It was like a world renowned place that has helped health professionals and everyone else help people with aphasia. That's so amazing. So people, people with aphasia have like uh, they know exactly what they want to say. Yeah. But like for instance, if I have uh, severe aphasia, the only thing that come out of my mouth would be like ah 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 ah. But I know exactly what you're saying, and I know exactly what I'm saying, but because of the stroke and the head injury, the connection between the language and the communication is out the door. So, yeah. I have a family member who's going through that oh, right really? now. Oh, really? Yeah. So they probably yeah, have aphasia or, or, and, and some other things maybe too. Yeah. Um, then I also worked at uh, Dell Computers as well. So... Um, that's right. Oh, I don't know if I was still playing when I worked at Dell, but definitely the Phasia Center, definitely uh, Sunnybrook Hospital. You know, some odd and end jobs, you know, just because during the summer I didn't want to work. Because I, was during the <laughs> I don't think any of us wanted yeah, to so, work. Yeah, so like, you know, you just do little things here and there. And um, uh, there's a couple of years I didn't even work because I made enough money in the, in the summer to, like, I could just chill out. Right. Um but yeah, that was that was definitely during the the, the beach years would be the aphasia and Sunnybrook. That was probably my main. And they were cool because they knew I played volleyball, so they were a little more lenient during the um, during the summertime, right? To allow me to have that Friday off, I had to travel. Yeah, you know. So um, then uh, after those jobs, yeah. what did you move into next? Yeah, so then it was Dell Computer. So right after, so I I, I retired, and you know, I, it was just kind of like, all right. Now what am I going to do? Uh, and, you know, because after I retired, I didn't have a job. That was my final year was the year that I didn't have a job. I could just play, but then I was done and I'm okay, I need a job. So Dell Computers was hiring and, you know, my mindset, because I was older, I was 30. Yeah. A lot of people who worked at Dell at that time were young people because all it was was answering the phones and selling over the phone. Right. Because with Dell Computers, you create the computer on the phone with the person. So... My mindset, because I was 30, was like, okay, I'm going to like work seven days a week. I'm going to work from eight to eight. Yeah. And I'm just going to make as much money as I can. I'm going to learn this and make money. I'm not here to just kind of F around. I'm just here to like, I want to move up in this company. Sure. When I went in, they were like, okay, you can start at home sales and you move to business sales and you move to management. I literally said the first day I was there, I was like, okay, my goal is to move in the management. So I'm going to do whatever I can. If I have to work every single day. As long as it takes for me to move from home sales to business sales and then do the same to get to management, then that's what I'm going to do. Because I, I like helping people. Like sure. That. So, um, and then I met another guy who had that same mindset. Like he was the exact same, Steve Proger, exact same mindset as me. And so we were just like, okay, you and I are going to like, we're going to do this together. And literally it was trial by fire there. I was like, okay, start answering the phones. And um, we had to, we had to do that. But within the first month um, or first, yeah, the whole first month. Um, I worked, we worked every single day at seven days a week. So would you say like, have you always had that type of work ethic or drive or desire? I have. That's one thing that I, I'm, I'm lucky to have. I've always wanted to excel yep. where, what, in whatever job it was. And it wasn't about pushing people aside and being like, I'm look at me. It was, I would rather excel, but not take all the 
all the you know accolades. Like right. If I oh, could, it's a team. Yeah. Right? If We're I could say, hey, this, it wasn't me that the, you know this guy had a lot to do with it because I know that your actions and your results will speak volumes. Sure. And the people at, at the top, they know, they see. You don't have to be the you know. Oh, I did this and I did that because you know I've worked with many people who are like that. Yes. For me, oh, so I'm just I. like, all right, you can take whatever. But it's 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 your numbers. It's your it's your work ethic. It's your actions. It's it's everything else that the top people see. So. So where do you think that you got that work ethic? Well, or my desire? mom and my dad, both of them, man. I mean, hard I, workers. I, yeah, I was a, I was a latchkey kid. Seven years old, I was at home by myself. Eight years old, I was cooking rice every day for my parents before they came home. My dad had two jobs. My mom worked for Bell for 35 plus years. You know, she moved up to like the head of budgets and results. My dad's moved moved up with, uh, he worked in the government. So like just seeing that every day, you know, seeing they're up early, you know, by the time I go to school, I'm making my own lunch. So they're never home in the morning. They're home late at night because, or like late in the afternoon, my dad's got two jobs, shift work, some of them. So like just seeing that around me, it was just, it just fed me, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and that, that actually, um, that actually uh, spilled over to my sports too. For sure. Because I played sports throughout my whole life since, yeah. I, since I was a little kid and I always wanted to be the best. So I, I would go and work harder. I'd work at home. I'd do stuff to get better at home so that when I went, you know, next practice or whatever, I'd be like, you know, I'd be better. So, um, with your parents, is there anything that they told you or instilled to you when you're younger that you still remember today? It's so funny because like, uh, you do things like things happen in your life and you're like, well, yeah, my dad told me about that. that. (laughs) Now look at this. Look, I'm like, I'm telling my kid the same thing, you know? Sure. Um, it's just working hard. That's what it was. They literally just said, you know, just work hard. Yeah. You know, that, that's, that's it. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, they, they've told me so much, but the one that, that, that's still in me is the, just, just work hard, just keep working hard. Yeah. You can always like, I do think if you work hard, you can be successful as long oh, yeah. as you're doing the right thing. Right? Absolutely. So let's switch gears a little bit sure. and, uh, let's talk about like, how did you decide, because you were working in a six figure job yeah, oh, yeah. when you decided to take the leap and leave. Yeah. And so was there a specific day that you're like, I think now's the time or yeah. was there a feeling that you had? Yeah, it was a little bit of both. It was, uh, I was working at Workopolis, great job, you know, um, great money. Everyone, you know, yeah, I was in the president's office talking to him. He's doing my workouts, you yeah. know, like it's not, it's not a surprise. It wasn't a surprise that, you know, I, I did leave. It wasn't a surprise to anybody, but it was, um, you know, I just, I just, you know, I worked, at, I worked at home a lot. So, you know, I would do the workopolis stuff from nine to five, but then I'd find myself being up till two in the morning, writing my blog or, you know, just cause I had a blog at that time. I was doing kind of both. I was, you know, I, I made the decision that I wanted to do online fitness. I wanted to create programs for people all over the world to use in fitness and in the combat sports arena so it's kind of doing that kind of stuff doing it all for free of course just putting up content content youtube videos um because i had a job so that was fine right yeah but um but then one day i was just like you know what i i i can't like i can't do this anymore not that i hated it i love i loved working there i love the people and it was very social i'm a very social person so for me to go out to to work and you know hang out with people and do work and meet people and travel and do all that it was great 
but it just wasn't fulfilling. And I always had that little, there's a little, everyone has it. I guarantee you 100%. Every person in the world has something that is always pulling at them or tugging at them. Sure. It could be to collect um, bottles. It could be, you know, to fix glasses. It could be anything that is always tugging at you. It's like, man, I should be doing that. I should be doing that. And for me, it was fitness. It was always like, man, you need to be like helping the world get into the best shape they can. That's that's what you need to do. That's what you were you're put on this earth to do. And um, so one day I just like, okay, this is it. I didn't even tell my wife, man. <laughs> what? No, she didn't have no. She didn't have a clue. I just like went in and said, okay, I'm I'm done. I'm done. And and they're like, all right, cool. They were they hooked me up a little bit, right? They yeah. were they weren't just sort of like. Hooked me up a little bit, but um, I came home. I'm like, all right, honey, I'm this is I'm doing this full time now. What'd she say? And she was just like, all right, you know, like she understood. Yeah, it was great. I had amazing support. Yeah, you know, that makes I a mean, big difference. like it, like on the surface, she was great, but obviously, she was worried, very worried. Yeah. But I don't think. She, I mean, maybe I have to ask her again. I don't know if she was worried because I had a plan. You know what I mean? Like I had this plan in order for me to to. Um, implement that plan i couldn't work nine to five right yes absolutely. this plan needed a hundred percent work and doing both i would never get here yeah ever no it's true so um there was never there's never going to be a right time to leave yeah there honestly will never be a right time to leave the job you're in or the work you're in you just got to say okay i'm doing it this is what i'm doing and and then go a hundred percent so how okay so let's back it up a little bit what what made you want to do that very first blog post? It was it was my uh, it was my transformation when I started to transform. Well, I was doing like personal training on the side. I always, if we go back to the volleyball days, yeah, I always helped other. Um, I always wanted to do some type something in fitness. Always sure. What and actually, I wanted to be a bodybuilder. Like I used to say on the beach, I'm like, okay, after I'm done beach volleyball, I'm gonna be which a you could have been. And I'm gonna. Put steroids. I'm gonna fucking inject steroids. Sorry for swearing. I'm gonna okay. inject steroids. Like that was my mindset when I was like 21, 22, right? And then, but I would always help the other the other players with uh, with plyometrics. Like sure. Always, we'd always do plyometric training. We'd always do stuff after training. So that was kind of like how I kind of helped everyone else, and a little bit with uh, with uh, nutrition, not as much. And then after I was finished, I did do some personal training a bit. Yeah. And then um, I did boot camps. I started running boot camps. And that's when I really decided, okay, you know what? Um, I'm only helping these eight people or these 10 people or these 20 people or 30 people come to my boot camps. I mean, I want to be able to help the world. And that's when, you know, YouTube started to get big and everything else started to get big online. And you're able to reach people through YouTube. So, um, yeah, I was like, okay, I want to reach more people. Like, you know, so I'll I'll continue to do these, but, you know, I'll shoot some workouts and, you know, people are shooting workouts on YouTube. Let me shoot some workouts on YouTube (laughs) and see what happens. I didn't expect to... To be the, you know, an overnight success. I just put them up for content. Well, this is the thing. There is no such thing as overnight success. No way. Ever. Like people want to believe it, Mm -hmm. but it, you know, they could say, where did this person come from? Well, that person's probably been doing this for five, six, seven, 10 years, whatever. Exactly. Finally, it's the right time yes. and people are taking notice, yes, right? Yes, yes. So yes. do you feel, um, how long have you been doing? Since 2009, fun- 2009. 2009, yeah. full time. Yeah. Oh, full time? Um, 2012. So four years, I think four years full time, I think. It's, 2012? Yeah, I think around that time. And so from yeah. when you, well, I guess at any point in time, from when you first started blogging to now, yeah. 
what do you think is like the one thing that has been most critical that's helped propel your business? Consistency. You just have to stay consistent and grind. It's the grind. Like always learn. There's so many, but always learn. Yeah. Like for me, it's all it's always learning and not being afraid to learn because you're going to be outside of your comfort zone every single day. Yeah. There's not one. I'm still in the, my business right now, like going where it is. And every single day I've got to learn something new. Yes. And I've got to yeah. go to YouTube and figure it out or I've got to I've got to ask somebody and don't be afraid to ask or I've got to, you know, do some tutorial like every single day. But what does that do? Well, it helps me learn. Yeah. It builds more. It gives me more confident confidence because, you know, when you're oh, shit, I just learned that now, you know, now my shield, my confidence shield is building up and um you know, as things happen, you just, you don't, you're not afraid to say, okay, let's, let's take this on. It happens a lot where something comes up and you, you don't know what to do. Okay. I don't know how to use YouTube. Oh, maybe. Okay. Then you know what? Maybe I won't do this. And yeah, that stops right, you. Like, right, right. That stops so many people. People have a great plan and then they just have to step outside their comfort zone to, to, to do something that they're not used to doing. And if they just took that two days or day to just learn it and get comfortable, they're they're crushing it like you're doing right yeah. now, man. You're, you're, you're gonna crush this podcast. <laughs> I hope so. And um, it's just like okay, let's just do this, and it's okay to fail. It's okay to you know I failed a million times doing this on on the way to where I am right now, and yeah. I'm gonna fail a million other times, and uh, it's just part of the process. It's true, and you know you bring up a good point around failing, and yeah. I think you know part of the problem in our society today is especially with the uh, youth. Yeah. They're, they're not given opportunities to fail early and oh, fail often. Man, totally. And, you know, we're starting to see kind of the results of that where, yes. you know, there is higher suicide rate. There's higher anxiety. People have super high expectations on themselves. Yeah. Um, you know, I was just playing this game with my nephew and it's a game that's tough for someone of his age, yeah. but he got upset about not winning. Totally. But it's like, you know... You can't win because grandma and I have been playing for years. Exactly. So it's an unrealistic expectation exactly. and we should not let you win. No, never. Right? Never. It's, yeah. it's, uh, it's funny because you just said something that's funny. You said the expectation. They have this expectation, but unfortunately they don't, they don't have the tools yeah. to get them to that expectation because they've been cuddled or coddled for so long during their, you know, as they get growing up. I never let my kids beat me on anything. Ever, yeah. While they grew up, they never ever beat me in anything, and um, it was. Can just, they beat you today? No. <laughs> no. They'll never be able to beat me to the end of my grade. Really? Anything we do, they'll never be able to beat me. <laughs> but it's funny because, um, you know, with Cassie, and he's he's uh, like my he's nineteen now. He's like um, he's he's going through the stage. It blows me away where like he's going through the suffering. Like he. He gets up at, like, he's 19, he's going to be going to school yep. for health science, but this is summer, so he's got a job. And his job is some type of, I don't know, he's at some transportation place, it doesn't matter. The whole point is, he has to travel four hours a day on the on the, on the subway, TTC, whatever, to get to this job. So, right. two to get there and two to get home. Right. This is summer, and he's a 19-year-old kid. All he's focusing on is, man, I just got to get up, go to work. You know, so I, all, he, all he does is work and sleep and he's okay with that. He understands that this is a suffering that he's going to have to go through to build, to help him build um, character. Right. It's going to also help him for school because he's going to have to get up for school. He's going to have to work. So I was like, I never, like, I've never told him about that. You know what I mean? It's yeah. kind of like, I love that 
you know, when you don't cuddle your kids as they grow up and you let them fall and fail and do whatever, that they start to build character and they start to understand that they need to do things in order to help them get better. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think also too, like we can talk about not failing, but we can also talk about not being able to troubleshoot. Right. Right. So if someone is always doing stuff for them or, you know, they get into a situation where they can't figure it out themselves. So they're constantly calling mom and dad and like, listen, I still call my dad sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Dad, how do I do this? Right. Yes. But it's not that I physically need him there to do it. Right. Right. Yes. So it's really, really interesting. Yeah. Troubleshooting is big too. Something Um, else you'll do when you're of your own business. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you think, um, for you, uh, you also made the decision like before your fitness was, um, more of a wider range. Yeah. Then you made the decision to get into MMA. Yes. So why did you make that decision? So, um, I used to do Muay Thai when I was like 19 years old, but, um, you, and that was just something that in the beach, actually, this guy opened up a gym and I did start doing Muay Thai. And the only reason why I did it back then was because, well, this is good for street fighting and you're going to, whatever. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this sport. And I actually <laughs> liked it. And it started to, to, uh, it's a good, it's a culture. It's a beautiful culture. It's not, it's not, it's, it teaches discipline and everything, but I was only 19 and I was still, I was playing beach volleyball and I was playing pro beach volleyball traveling at that time. Um, cause we had another tour. So, um, I just decided, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. And so, um, fast forward after I finished, you know, the volleyball career, UFC started to get big and I started to, you, you love know, the UFC. started loving UFC and loving the fights and just, you know, combat. I love, always love combat sports. There was an MMA gym that opened up. So I started doing Muay Thai again. And then I decided at that point, here's where, you know, one of these things, like if I'm going to do something, I'm going to go all the way out. I decided, look, I want to go to Thailand and train because that's where the best Muay Thai people are. They're in Thailand. So right. I uh, saved my money and I went to Thailand by myself and trained there for like four weeks. It was incredible. But the one thing that I realized while I was there is the place that I went to, fighters from all over the world go to, to help them with their stand. Muay Thai is like a striking. Yep. So it's like kickboxing. Um, so fighters from all over the world, they go to Thailand and this specific spot at the time to help with their striking. So then they would go back and do their other MMA stuff. And I realized that they were still working out the same way I was working out. They were still doing uh, traditional bodybuilding, right? And I had already researched and I was already an MMA conditioning coach at that time, certified coach. I knew that you have to, you can't do that. You've got to train, you know, you got to be explosive and power and there's different type of training you have to do when you're an athlete than you do when you're bodybuilding. So I realized, man, this is a neat, this is something that I can help people with. Because it's not that they, it's it's just it's 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 not that they didn't want to train that way. It's just they didn't know. Right. There was yeah, no, of like because MMA was a new sport at that time, so they're still doing what they know, which is bodybuilding. But you can't do that. You got to do everything else: sprint training and core training, and you know, cardio conditioning, power, strength, everything. So I said, okay, I'm going to go home. I'm going to go home. I'm going to start a blog. I'm going to call it funkmma.com. And I'm going to put workouts so that people all over the world can literally go to my blog. And they know that they can get a workout from Funk Roberts. They know it's going to be a workout that will help them. And that's exactly what I said, 100%. Came home, started the blog, like literally the next week. And started posting workouts. So then I had my fitness side, which, you know, I just continued that. And then... I had my Funk MMA blog, which was really my passion is to help fighters all over the world be in the best shape they can be. Sure. Well, and you're probably also passionate about the sport, right? Yes, I am. I am very much so. So, um, I recently tried one of your workouts. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nice. (laughs) How'd that go? 
Which one was it? The Ab one? I tried I tried your introductory one. You know, it's got the five stations. Yes, yes. I did that one. Yeah. It was it it's was tough. it's tough. Yeah, it made yeah. me sweat. Yeah. Like you know what? I don't think I sweat that much since I was doing like training for volleyball, like serious hardcore training for yeah, volleyball. Yeah, yeah. And this is the other thing I'll tell you is I uh you know you've had a good workout yeah. when you know the next morning you wake up and you're like, oh, my Body. God. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm glad you did one of the workouts. Yeah, no, it's awesome. good. I've done it three times now. That's amazing. I did it this morning. That's awesome. Yeah, before it was to inspire me to. Oh, yeah, I love yeah. it. I had to, I did have to adapt a little bit yeah, that's because fine. of my upper body strength. Yeah, right? that's fine. But uh, it is a very, very good workout. And I would encourage people to go to your website yes. and to check it out because Funk even Roberts though you're designing it for MMA. Yeah. All of the movements and stuff that you put together yeah. make sense for so many other sports. Oh, totally. Like, right? It, it, and just like, there's so many people that follow me that aren't fighters or don't have any desire to fight. And even the fighters don't have a desire to fight. Yeah. They're just doing it for their hobby. They love jujitsu. So they just do jujitsu. They're never going to, you know, or they, or they like the MMA types training, but they're never going to get in a ring. But there's so many people who just like that style of training that aren't ever going to fight. They've never done any type of... Um, um, fighting that do those workouts like my the MMA style sure but they're they're literally the same like the metabolic workouts that I have in my fitness I can you I use with the the combat athletes too. sure it's yeah. the same type of thing so so um, you brought up something fans you have a huge fan base yes I'm lucky. massive and yeah. your fans are like constantly posting stuff if yeah. they see you they want to get a photo with you yeah, yeah it's crazy it's crazy it's, did you ever think that would happen you know I didn't I didn't um I didn't really I didn't. You know when it, it hit me was, uh, so I go to Thailand every year. Yeah. So the, I went the first year. The second year I went, I uh, I fought. And then the third year I went, um, I went with, with Angela the second time. So anyway, I went with my wife the second time, which was my third time. Yeah. Literally every single day, everywhere I went. And this is in Thailand. Every Funk Roberts, Funk Roberts. It was insane. Like was it? It was unbelievable. Like I was just like because I guess in that in this area that um, that we that we train in, there's different gyms right. and there's people from all over the world that go to those gyms. But all those people use my workouts. Oh, I use your workouts on YouTube. Boy, oh, I've got your program. Oh, I've, like every single like it happens. Like last time I went, it was even in Bangkok. It was happening. Like we go to Phuket, it was happening in Bangkok. Like people would stop me and go Funk Roberts. Like it was, it's insane. So how did you feel when you started to see that happening? Like I, I love it. Like I just, cause I like meeting people, yeah. right? And to know that someone's using my workouts and they're getting results from it. Cause that's the key. Like for me, it's, I don't, I want them to get results. Like I feed off of that when When I read a YouTube uh, comment or a Facebook comment or, or a Instagram comment and they say, Hey man, I've been using your workouts and it's changed my life. Or I've been using my workouts for this fight. Or, you know, my wife and I use this workout and we've lost this much. It's like, this is exactly why I do this. I'm getting goosebumps. This is exactly <laughs> why I do it. Because I love to, when people get results. Yeah. And if I had anything to do with it, that just feeds me. Um, it Does it just make you feel good inside? Yes, yes. So yeah, it makes me feel great. It just I just feel great. I mean, it's still surreal for me. Like, it's, it's just like, like, I always get taken back. And then they always get surprised because I like hug them and like, <laughs> like, let's take a picture. And they're like, shouldn't I be doing this? Right. It's always the same thing. Like the other day I was walking home from work or sorry, walking home from a workout and I see this black guy running on the other side and he's a bigger guy. And so he was running the other side. So I just gave him the what's up 
you know, yeah. good job, brother man, for running, right? That's all <laughs> I was doing to him. I was just giving him the what's up. I like seeing people run and do activities and like work out. <laughs> and he's like, he's staring at me. And he goes, Funk Roberts? I'm like, yes. And he's like, hey, man, I do your workouts all the time. I'm just starting back into it. And I'm like, this is incredible. That's amazing. It's incredible. That's amazing. And it's good to have like such a big impact, right? Yes. For something that's so important. Yeah. Like if people are healthier and <laughs> leading healthier lives, they're going to live longer and also be happier. They're going to be right? happier. They're going to have a stronger mind. They're going to be more confident. They're going to tackle things that they weren't able to tackle because my workouts are not easy. No. I don't, I don't <laughs> like my, my, my niche is combat athletes, but it's also, I call them fitness junkies. I call them people who are already into fitness. Yeah. People who used to be in the fitness and want to get back into shape, but I'm not beginners. It's not definitely not for beginners. No, 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 no. Like, yeah. so like, but, but if you used to work out and then now getting back in a hundred percent and you just work your way up, but if you've never worked out before, that's not me or I don't do kids or like, you know what I mean? Like I have yeah. a niche. Um, and yeah, I just, I don't know why I was going there, but yeah. And so um, how important is it for you to know your niche? Like when you're running oh, your business, how important is that? One million percent. Um, at first I wanted to be everything to everybody. Yeah. And I found that I couldn't do that because I had beginners, I had older people, I had kids, I had everyone. And that's just, I was, I was getting frustrated and I was getting overwhelmed and I started to actually dislike what I was, what I was doing because I wanted to try to help everybody. Yeah. And then I realized you gotta, you gotta pull it back and you've got to figure out a niche and you really have to like hone in so like for me the reason why the reason why the like for me if i could choose it would definitely be the combat athletes yeah like i mean i have passion for both don't get me wrong but if i had to say okay today you have to choose one and go with one which i did have to do a couple years ago it would be the combat athletes but because i put out a program um in 2010 called the spartacus workout yes i remember was, that. that went viral like i literally had thirty thousand people download that wow program and use it so that's where i got i had to continue and then people just continue to to like those workouts and those style workouts so that's why i'm still in the fitness niche and i still love it yeah don't get me wrong but that's whenever someone knows says funk roberts you know it's going to be either a metabolic high intensity training workout or it's going to be something for fighters and so um when you put out that spartacus workout yeah. and there were like thirty thousand people using yeah. it you just sitting there going yes it was uh i didn't expect it i yeah. just did it as a i just here's the thing i i did it as in a contest the men's health there was a show called spartacus yes okay and and uh woman uh, in the men's health uh, rachel cosgrove put together a workout Spartacus workout and then they put a contest together saying okay if anyone can put together their own Spartacus workout send it to us so I put my own Spartacus workout in and came second to another a guy who I know actually right now who did a resistance band Spartacus workout no way yeah so and then I just realized like so many people like this maybe I can just do like my own style of Spartacus workout four extra workouts four week program I threw it together with videos and I just threw it out there and I got the domain SpartacusWorkout.com and just threw it out there with no like disregard to anybody. I gave, I wrote it up and gave Rachel the uh, and Men's Health the accolades because yeah. that's where I got it from. It's inspired from them, and uh, like I said, it just it it blew up and became viral. And literally, like two years later, I got like a uh, Men's Health came to sue me. What? They, yeah, they came. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, brother, they say you're not successful. They came, yeah, oh yeah, well, they came. They came at me hard, man. They wanted, <laughs> no way. 
way. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I just gave them the URL. They wanted the URL is what they wanted because they because they realized how popular Spartacus workout was. Right. So they and it was their workout. So and every year they would come up with a new Spartacus workout. But I think they well they wanted the SpartacusWorkout.com and I think they just actually wanted it down because even if you go there it's not up right now. Right. So, anyways, long story short, it was wow. it was crazy that they were coming after me because I actually wanted to write in men's health. But, um, anyways, uh, I gave them the URL and everything's you know fine and dandy and uh, we worked everything out. But when you first got contacted about that, were you like, what? Is oh yeah, going yeah, because because I was I was creating a Spartacus Workout 2.0 program, so I was in the middle of creating it. I'd already. Created all the the branding, my ebooks were done, all the videos, everything was already done, and um, and then I got that, so we had to go back and change everything, and had to push this launch of that Spartacus two point, so, wow. and call it Spartan Spartan Training Spartan Training System. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was the only thing. Like I didn't care about that because I didn't. I knew I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. So I had. I literally was like, you know, I I consulted with a lawyer, but I actually represented myself. I got got we. It was an online. Uh, thing with the judge and yep. them. And I oh, just, really? You know, yeah. Oh, interesting. And I was able to prove. I was like, look, this is this is what I did. I didn't do this maliciously. I had this before they even thought about Spartacus workout as an actual program. Right. And so the judge was like, yeah, okay, cool. Just give them the URL and we're all safe. Let's just move on. You're wasting my time. Yeah. <laughs> Next. Um, so would you say, like, was that probably one of the more challenging situations yes. in your business yeah. that you've encountered. Oh, yeah. That was a challenging one. That was frustrating. That was um that was scary. Um, you know, because I didn't know where that they, you know, they wanted this money and I wasn't making any money off that. It was just a free program. Right. Right. I, I was bringing in email addresses, but I wasn't making any money. So it was just kind of like, you know, I didn't know what to do. It's just a uh, wow, this is crazy. How this am I going to pay happening. you? I yeah, so but paper. but in my mind in my heart I knew that I didn't do anything wrong. But that was yeah, that was one big challenge. You know, there's many big challenges. Like launching my first program was a huge challenge. You know, like because I'm learning this on the go. Of, uh, you know, now I I consult with others and we have mastermind groups and that sort of thing. But back in the day, I was just kind of like looking at what other people are doing and yeah, kind of just modeling, hacking what they're doing and just kind of doing it myself. Which is how most people. Do yeah, it, yeah, exactly. Honest, right? But that's just you know when you have a, a will and you have a drive and you have a goal, you know you're gonna do whatever it takes, right? And so, um, have you found like besides that challenge, yeah. what do you think is the the third challenge? Because you said the first one was um, the issue with the fitness magazine. Yeah, yeah. The second one was your first launch. This challenge now is growing the like growing the company. Uh, you know, adding employees. Like it used to be um, a business, but now it's a company. Right. Like, that's where it's moved into because I I want to I don't want to be. I want to live a lifestyle like right now I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. Right. And I know that there's things that I'm doing that I don't want to be doing. That is, you know, that it's like, okay, it's time to create this company. Sure. It's time to have customer service. It's time to have, you know, your blog manager. It's time to, I have a membership site. So it's time to have a membership site manager. It's time to have your video editor. It's time, like, it's time to have all these things in place yeah. so that I can, you know, do things that I want to do and not stress out about, oh shit, man, I've got customer service. I'm going to make sure that I, or I've got this and this and that. I've got people in place to, to handle that. And the good thing about it is, um, as we just, I'm just going to just quickly talk about hiring people and making <laughs> sure you have the right people. It is very important 
that when you hire people that they understand why you're doing what you're doing. Yes. Like, yeah, it's, it's what I've, I just learned this. I've learned this a while ago and I think I knew this, but I learned it more is I, even when I talk about when I do my Facebook lives or when I talk to people um, or when I'm selling something, I always talk to them about why I'm doing it first. I'm doing this because I want to help and I know that I can help 1 million people, you know, fighters be in the best shape of their sure. life with workouts, nutrition, and I have the programs to do it. This is how I'm going to do it. So I always, I always stress why I'm doing this. So when I hire people, I, I let them know why I'm doing it first. And if they're on board with that, yeah. then it's much easier for them to get on board. But if you're just hiring someone just to do the job, then they're not going to give a shit. It's true. It's true. And, yeah. and I think to, um, you know, part of the challenge now with the younger generation yeah. is that they kind of do want jobs, yeah. but they don't want to necessarily be committed to the job. Exactly. So they want whatever time off that they want to have. Right, right. And you really have to communicate and get them to buy in totally. in order for them to be committed and yeah. want to give up a night or a weekend to work. Totally. Right. And I am extremely lucky and blessed that I've got a 21 year old, 22 now who believed in what I was doing, believed in why I'm doing it, yeah. wants to kind of have his own type of thing. So he's bought into this uh, and now he's just growing just as fast as I am within the business. You know, he's learning things. He wants to do things. He sees the vision of where we're going to be next year and what his role is going to be next year. Yeah. Um, I have a graphic designer who she's been with me from day one. And she's bought into exactly what I do and why I'm doing it and how her what her role is. And then I have a, um, a web guy from Pakistan who also buys into it. It's crazy. Like all these people <laughs> understand why I do it. So when yeah, I ask you, them to do what stuff. What is the common denominator here? The what? You. Oh, yes. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Right? Yeah, You're yeah. the common denominator. Yeah, yeah. So like getting people to buy in yes, is yeah. something I think that good entrepreneurs do very very well yeah yeah right yeah i'm very i'm very lucky and then of course i got a uh someone who writes for me as well and does blog writes and does my my ebooks but all these people are like this is who i want to like if i look at every person these are the people who i want to run the specific uh channels of my business sure so i would i want him to run this channel i want her to run this channel you know what i mean because I trust them and, and they understand the, the where we want to go. Yeah. But uh, as, as a business owner, uh, a company owner, that's like when you're hiring, you have to make that a priority. And then you'll see whether or not that person's going to fit. Yeah, there's, yeah. Obviously, there's some things that you can, they don't care. You just need them to do stuff. Yeah, right. I totally of course. understand that. But even then, I, st I still think like with my customer service, that's my new kind of goal right now is getting the customer service done. Because as my volume is increasing... I have to be aware of, um, you know, people ch charging back and that sort of thing, keeping that low. Right. And I also, yes. my the other thing I'm known for, because I do my own customer service, I'm really known for having great customer service. Like people love dealing with me; they buy all the time. Like I've got people who buy anything because they know that my customer service is good. I get back to them within 24 hours. Right. Um, I don't now at the stage I'm at. I can't continue to do that, <laughs> although I do do that. 
Um, if they want, you know, anything they need, I'm there. And they're like, man, this is great customer service. Um, you know, if, this is the thing about running a smaller business or yeah. having a smaller company is you can give great customer yes, service, right? Yes, totally. Because even with Orange Fish, yeah. we get that feedback all the time. Right. Like, this is amazing. I'm actually talking to a person. You're not just this big company. Right. And it's like, no, I'm here to help you. Like, let yes. me know if you have any questions. Yes. And people nowadays, I think, appreciate that. Oh, they do. 100%. Because one of the biggest misconceptions with running an online business yeah. is people think they just want you to pay them and then you're you gone want them to go away yeah. and, that's and it's like no it i'm here i will yeah. help you yeah and that's usually I, what it is I, and that's why i i think i always get the oh wow okay i didn't expect you to to get back to me or thank you for getting back to me so soon because usually with those other uh companies online companies out there they don't get back to yeah, you. yeah that's right and um so when i'm i'm hiring my customer service people that is my number one message is no 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 long, no more than 12 hours and you're going to be nice and you know it's all about customer satisfaction in any way shape or form that's right right and that's yeah. the, we want i want to get emails back saying you know this was a great experience exactly right exactly. That's, well that's because key. you're building a business right. and you want to have a following you yeah. want people to like you for sure and you also want to be genuine in what you're doing exactly. right and authentic exactly um so i'm just i, I want to be aware of your time oh, because i know you're I'm super good. super busy i'm good um, so we just talked about, um, how you're hiring people yes. and you want to get other people to do some of that work. Yes. Have you discovered, um, that sometimes there's tasks that you have to do in your business that you really don't want to do? Oh yeah. So what's the one thing that you absolutely dread doing? Customer and service. Really? Yeah. Because, um, I get, I get it. Um, I get, uh, stressed out because, and the reason why is because, um, with my customer service, because I have a membership site, so people purchase programs and they have they get into the membership site. So every day, like people want, they may want a refund or they may want to cancel or they may want this or that. It's a lot of negative stuff. Oh, right. And I don't want to see that. I've got you know, for me, I'm a very positive person. Yes. I understand there's going to be negative stuff. I totally understand that. But that part of you know spending you know 45 minutes in that zone. Isn't something as a company owner you should not be doing. Right. 100%. Like you should not be doing that. Needs to be outsourced to somebody that will handle that, and you can continue to focus on the positive business dri dri driven tasks. So that task is my number one. Like I'll I'll do it, and I'm happy to do it. But that's the number one thing right now that oh, I need, and that's why right now. And plus, like I said, I want the customer satisfaction. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't want. I can't. Be spending 45 minutes a day doing customer service. I cannot be doing that because this business needs to grow. Yeah. And um, it's growing actually very fast. So I need to I need to do that. So that's for me. Well, customer service. And what's interesting is um, you said you're, it's not just the time that you're spending doing it. It's all the negative energy, yeah. right? Yes, yes. So I'm a firm believer that there are things that you do that give you energy yeah. and things you do that take your energy away. Totally. And so if you can, I call them superpowers. Yeah. So if you can figure out your superpowers, yeah. things that you do well, you enjoy doing and give you energy yes. and you can incorporate them more in your day to day, you'll yes. actually be more successful, more happy over time. Two gajillion percent. That's, right? That is 100% right. And yeah. that's why I'm moving this customer service out of there because that is sapping my energy. So, okay. So what do you think? I'll, I'll call it a superpower. What yeah. do you think your superpower is? 
Well, my superpower is creating programs. That, that's, I mean, that's that's one hundred percent. I can create programs within like a day, and then and you love doing it. You I get love energy from doing it. it. You're pumped after it. Love it. And the other thing is just connecting with with my audience, yeah. like uh, Facebook Lives, and you know, uh, I do master classes within my membership site, um, podcasts, yeah. that sort of thing. Um, yeah, shooting videos. Like I love that stuff. Like that's what I love to do. Like that 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 to me is no job. Like I can go for you know, eight hour, like we've been shooting a new program, strength program. And uh, like the other day we had to do like an eight hour shoot. It was crazy of exercise after exercise after exercise. But I enjoy that. Like I enjoyed it. And even on the fly, we're like, okay, let's create an agility ladder program. All right. So you sat down, we wrote out the program. We, you know, figured out the script and how we're going to videotape it and what, you know, how to package it up. And then we just shot it. And that literally took like five hours. But I enjoy that. Right. Like I, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and so imagine, um, imagine you're in the corporate world mm-hmm. or you're working for a small business or you're doing something that is just sucking the energy away from you. And so many people kind of get stuck there. Like yeah. they feel like they can't leave because they have job security, but I have to tell you working for a large corporation, nobody has job exactly. security anymore. Yes. Um, or they, you know, have to pay their mortgage or they have kids or yeah. whatever it might be. What is one word of advice that you would give to people out there that are thinking about making a change but are leery because they have all these other things that they're kind of worried about? Um, what I would do is plan. Start planning that departure. Yeah. You know, like like you really have to depart. Like there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. One of the things that I, I, I try to do to my people in my membership is I, I want to create above average people. Yeah. And I want to help people... Um, go after their challenges, go after their uh, their goals, right? No matter what it is, I want them to be able to step outside of their comfort zone and become uncomfortable. Sure. Like being comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. But you need to have a plan. You can't just do it. I had a plan <laughs> and that helped. And a lot of people, some people can't just do it yeah. and just go on pure passion, which is great. But whatever you're passionate about, plan, have a plan first. Have a, you know, as... You're working your nine to five or that that sucky job that's sucking your energy. You know, spend an hour a day for whatever long it takes to something that is giving you energy. Yeah. Which is the excitement of starting something new. But plan. Make those plans. Like have a month plan of how you're going to roll it out. Start learning the business a little bit. Start talking to people who've already done it. Like start talking to people who've already done it. Yeah. Not people who are just going to give you advice. Oh, I think you should do this and do that. No, no, no. Go after people who are doing it and doing it well, and then uh, and then take the leap. Literally take the leap. Get that support from the family or whomever. Put the plan together. I'm not. T- I'm not talking about a business plan. I'm not talking about writing. No, 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 no. I'm yeah, just talking yeah. about your plan of how you're going to roll this out. Do the research. Do the grunt work. Grind at everything that you need to. All the information you need to be successful, and then say, okay, this is the plan I have. If you if you've planned out. And put and and really done your research on what you what you're passionate about, and then you share that with your the people who are close to you, your yeah. family. They'll buy into it because they'll see how passionate you are about it, and they'll see how much energy you put into it. Yeah, you're gonna have some long days. You're gonna have some nine to fives, and then you're gonna have some six to nines. Yeah, that's right. You know, and or or you're gonna be up late sometimes, and that's part of owning your own company and business, anyways. Yeah. 
Well, and that brings up a good point because it's not like some people think, like people look at my lifestyle and they think, wow, she hasn't made, look, she runs her own company, she works from home, she basically does whatever she wants, but what people don't, and they see me at these like cool events, but what people don't see Mm. is the number of hours you're putting in. Like you're working 24 seven all the time. I've, I've, I've 100% in, I have about 40 programs right now. And I know that there's been six programs where there were four days straight that I stayed up and didn't sleep. Yeah, wow. Four days straight because at that time I had to do the editing and then, the, you know, build out the website and send it to the person, do all the editing, write the books, like all of that stuff, do the launch. How am I going to launch this? Like all of that stuff, marketing, everything. Four days straight. Like literally that is four insane. days straight. Maybe an hour maybe an hour of like kind of like I'm conked out yeah. because I was working and then I had to get back up again and drink coffee or whatever. That's what I was going to ask where you're drinking coffee. Coffee, like and, coffee. And, and fat burner pills and whatever it is like to get it done. Like seriously, man, like that's how driven I am. Yeah. Like if I have, if there's something I need to get done, I'm getting it done. I'm not like, all right, I just you know, worked 15 hours. Like 15 hours isn't even enough. <laughs> because, because I'm going to tell you right now, this is what I learned. I'll be in bed like thinking about it and be up thinking about it and be like, I just wasted three hours in bed thinking about this when I could have been up for three hours doing something about it. It's true. That's so right. that's why I'm up every morning at like 4.35 o'clock because I know that I'll be in bed at five thinking about what I'm supposed to be doing until six or six thirty. So I'm like, forget it. From now on, I'm up early. And, and then if at nighttime I have to stay up, then yeah, I'm drinking coffee and coconut oil and I'll go till whenever I have to go. But that's, so, that's part of building and growing your business. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like I think in the beginning days, especially, oh, geez. you know, but in the beginning Even days, though. you should also have the most passion to pull you through Yeah, that, exactly. Right? Exactly. Um, do you have a morning routine? I do. do I do morning? 100%. It's, uh, I'm up at five, shower first. Um, I read the Bible, pray, pray, read the Bible. Um, I, I have a gratitude journal. Yeah. So I write into my gratitude journal and then I just do like five minutes of just, um, meditation but it's just time with myself i don't say anything i don't do anything i just chill out and then i write down my to-do list uh, if i didn't do it the night before yeah. and then i just tackle it and just get it done and, and, just, and yeah, so do you things. um with your to-do list yes do you write so you said three things yeah do you write the three things and then if you get those three things done you're like okay i can have the rest of the day and feel okay about it or no. do you add to the list um the list i write down what needs to be done and then i write down the three most important things that that will drive my business forward. Right. And those are the three things I need to work on first. And then if those are done and like these things, you know, which is usually in the afternoon, I'll just tackle them one time, depending on what I'm doing. Like, you know, yeah. like for instance, this week, my mother-in-law's here. So I knew, and I have a launch today, like a three day launch. So I know that I've got to put everything in place for that launch. Have my emails already ready. Um, tomorrow we're going somewhere all day saturday i'm going <laughs> to my parents and sunday i'm hanging out with my son so today i know that okay now i've got to get all these things that i need to get done in those times that need to get done right you know what i mean yeah and this is where that customer service rep should have been <laughs> but um so yeah because i do want to be able to do things like i'm at the point now that i'm i'm like it's been a grind for up until a month and a half ago it's been like a serious daily 18 hour grind. And then my business literally just blew up because yeah. I put this plan in place that someone, a mentor had given me and just literally worked the plan. And now it's kind of like, okay. It's happening. Now it's like, okay, wow, this is what it feels like to have like freedom 
to do things and buy things and travel to places and do them. Like, wow, this is crazy. Um, so that's why now it's the time to start putting people in place. Yeah, right? that's to right. To keep driving. Um, and I'm liking this. I like, you know what I mean? I realize that now I, I don't want to work, you know, I only want to work three or four hours a day and have my company doing like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't want to be working 20 hours. No. You know, well, especially not on things you don't really want to be working exactly. on, right? It's okay. Like you said, if you're shooting videos yeah, yeah, all day, that's sure. fine. Yeah, yeah, but no. if you're, if you had to do customer service all day when yeah. you could technically hire someone to exactly. do it, then why are you spending your time yeah, doing and that's, it? That's what, and that's, you know, the four hour work week, right? Like literally, you know, you're building a, I'm, that's why I'm yeah. building a company. Yeah. Right. I'm not, I'm not afraid of working 18, 19, 20 hours, but no, I don't want to be true. working. I'm 47 years old. I don't want to be working 19, 20 hours. <laughs> I want to be enjoying life. You're still young spirit though. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> I want to be traveling. I want to, you know, one of the things next year that I'm, that I'm going to, it's going to happen is uh, I'm going to start doing uh, seminars across the world. Oh, so amazing. going to different gyms and doing MMA seminars or fitness seminars. I started doing it this year. Yeah. I got Thailand did a few and um, that's that's my next that's my passion. Like now I get to go around the world and meet these people who follow me. That's amazing. Meet, you know, or help, you know, all these these places all over the world. So that's that's the 2017, you know, mission right there. That's awesome. So yeah, yeah then you definitely need the people Yeah, exactly. That's why. Running things yeah. while you're gone. Yeah. yeah. So um, in Running, I'm only going to ask you a couple more questions. Yeah, that's fine. I'm good. In uh, running your business, yeah. what is the craziest thing that's ever happened to you? Like Oof. something where you're like, I can't believe it just happened. And it could be good or bad. Oh. Hmm. Um, that's a good question. I, I mean, I could say bad where, you know, you just launch something. You have affiliates. Yeah, this is actually bad. So I've launched how to launch. So I launched, so when I say a launch, I have an online product, yeah. right? Like a fitness program. And when you launch a product, you have your own email list that you send out emails to, but then you have affiliates. So other people who have their own email list that are going to send out the same, you know, information, information yeah. and then they're going to get paid on it too. Right. So you have like 60 affiliates. Who are and some of them are big time affiliates. They got like two hundred thousand people on their list. Wow! And they're they're everyone's ready to go. And you know I'm kind of like this is like my second launch actually. And um, the website goes down completely, completely oh, no. down. <laughs> Nothing's working. My guys know where to be found. And um, it's just like I can't believe this is happening. Like this is the worst thing ever. Like you know I can't. Yeah. I, I felt helpless and uh, it was it was it crushed me at that time. But you know you just work around it and you know you. You reach out to some people who help, and the person came back and helped out and got it done. But I just, I just couldn't believe it because you'd done. I, I did everything possible to ensure that I had everything set. Yeah. Nothing could go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing can go wrong, man. I've got big time affiliates. You know, you've given them good copy, email copy that they can send out. Your site's ready to go. The product's perfect. What can go wrong? Well, yeah, you forgot the website could go down. <laughs> that's the worst. That's, yeah, so that was like, I can't believe this is happening. Like, you know, cried. I literally cried. Yeah. Literally but, you cried. know, this is the thing. Everyone always thinks technology is easy. Oh, but the problem God. is technology is great yeah. until it's not. Yeah. And then when it's not working, you're like, ah, yeah, what exactly. can I do? Yeah. Like, as a small business owner, I don't know if you've had to do this or not, but if you have a problem on your computer yeah. and you're like, ah, oh, you could spend like a half a day or a day Googling it, troubleshooting, oh, totally. trying to fix it. And you're like, 
I just wasted a day that yeah. I did not have. Yeah, oh yeah, that's And you know, times. the trick is like, yeah, you could go drop it off somewhere, yeah. but then you're losing your computer for the day and you always oh. think, oh, it's so much faster if I just fix it myself. Yeah. No, it never is. Yeah, yeah. I also, uh, one of the other craziest things that happened was, uh, I don't know what was, I was, uh, I drank a bottle of water and I had it in my mouth and I'm on my computer and I literally, I don't know what happened, but I spit all the water onto my computer. And, lo- and like, and my life is a computer. Like, that's, yeah. my business is on my computer. Yeah. All my stuff is on my computer. I didn't have a backup. <gasps> I had nothing. I spit in the wall. I don't know why I did it. What happened? <laughs> it was just kind of like it was in my mouth, and then I just couldn't hold it, and I spit it out right on my computer. That was my biggest, I can't believe that just happened. Um, luckily, we saved the hard drive, but that was insane. Oh, it to, did? It ruined the computer? It, oh, the computer's ruined, yeah. Computer's wow. ruined, saved the hard drive, I had to buy a new computer. Like a new $2,000 computer. At that time, I didn't have money like that to buy computers and do all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that was wow. that was definitely the, I can't believe that just happened. That's crazy. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, if you wanted to leave the audience with one question mm. or one word of advice, what would it be? It would definitely be, what is your passion? And then the next thing would be, pursue your passion. Go for it. hundred percent. Get it done. Get it. And just get it done. Like, don't even listen. Just think about how many hit songs, hit movies, amazing books, incredible TV shows, in new gadgets and things that we don't have because people died with them buried inside. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we could be way further than we are right now because people just don't go for their passion. They don't take that step because they just keep it inside. Yeah, it's true. Well, and I, I also find too, as society, like we talk about, okay, these are your strengths yeah. and these are your areas of developmental, um, things that you need to develop. Yeah. And the problem is sometimes we spend too much time on the things yes, we need to develop. Totally. Whereas if we were to stay within our strengths or our superpower areas, yeah. imagine maybe how much further we would get and maybe we would develop some of those things because we're spending more time on it. Right? Absolutely. And yeah. the other thing is like, this is, it's not going to be easy. Like it's not going to be easy at all. It's going to be hard. It's going to be tough. You're going to have to grind. You're going to have to be consistent. You're going to be uncomfortable. You're gonna, there are going to be times where you think, oh my God, am I doing the right thing? Yeah. But if you have passion and you have the drive, then you're 100% going to reach your goal. You will reach your goal. Like it, There's no ifs, ands, or buts. It may take longer. It may not be on your timeline. It may be, but it, it's going to happen if you keep going. Yeah, you know? that's right. And um, you just have to you just have to just take that step. And again, it's not easy. And you're going to fail a, a ton of times. But if you just keep getting up, Keep moving forward. Keep working your plan. Keep planning. Keep setting goals. Um, you will like. I've seen it a million times. I've and seen failing it is so good. Many, failing is great. Is good. Yes. You know, we have to get this into people's mindsets that yeah. failing is good. Yeah. Like, don't be afraid to to fail. Don't be afraid to fall. Don't be afraid to not finish. You know, well, you're gonna always finish, but not finish at when you want to finish yes. something. Yeah. Right. Because sometimes when you oh I, I didn't get it done in the time I wanted to, then you just kind of push it to the side. You need to get that because every single thing that we finish, every single milestone that we hit, every single um, uh, failure or, or, or barrier that we overcome will give us strength and That's give right. us the shield to continue and confidence to continue. Okay, I just did that. Now I can do something else. Yeah, I like the way you put that. 
Yeah. That was good. Thank you. Um, so I wanted to say thank you for, you know, being my first. Yes. Yeah, so oh, you first. <laughs> Pop the cherry. Yeah. <laughs> but I know after this interview, people are going to want to be able to reach you. So where sure. is the best spot for people to reach you? You know, funk, funkmma.com if you want to see, you know, some strength and conditioning for, for you know, combat athletes, whatever. Funkrobertsfitness.com. Um but uh, Funk MMA on Instagram, on Twitter. Yeah. And then just, you know what? If you ever have any questions about business and you're, you're, you're serious about starting a business and you just want to reach out to me, I'm, I'm happy to help. Funkroberts at gmail.com. You know, just, just reach out and say, hey, I heard, heard you on... Um, what, you don't even know what this is going to be called. Either. <laughs> yeah, I haven't decided okay, well, the name. Um, <laughs> on Janet, Janet's podcast. And, uh, and yeah, if I inspired you, I'd love to hear from you anyway. Just to say, yeah, you know, I inspired inspired but um yeah that's where you can reach me great well thank you so much no Funk. Problem. always positive always yes. motivational awesome. i love you i love you and too and that was awesome thank Thanks. you thank you thank you to everyone for listening i would love to know what you think i uh, would love to hear your suggestions and your feedback so feel free to send me a note uh jlewis at janetlewis.com um and i'd love to do more of these it was fun uh but it just depends on if there's any interest thanks again